Thank you, team, for leading us in worship. You may be seated. Pueden sentarse. What a, what a blessing it is to be able to sing praises to the Lord. Qué bendición de veras que podemos alabar y cantar al Señor cada mañana en los domingos. Uh, for those of you guys who don't know me, my name is Martin Mora, and uh, I received a uh, new title recently, which is Pastor of uh, Community Life. And what a perfect name, because I love my community. I love hanging out with people. I love being around people. So it is something that brings me life, that brings me joy. For those of you guys who are on the other side of the camera, watching us through the live streaming, welcome you. And who knows, maybe Pastor Raz and Mindy are watching us right now from Guatemala. They, that's where they are at. So Pastor Raz and Mindy, if you are there, thank you for joining us and have lots of fun. De veras que ellos se diviertan. Well, I see a lot of kids waiting for the signal, right? Well, kids, time to go to children in uh, worship. Let's go and uh, uh, you guys can go to your uh, classes. Parents, if this is the first time visiting Sunrise, by all means, go with your kids. See where they are at. And uh, they are blessed by an incredible group of teachers. Los que están visitándonos por primera vez y tienen niños pequeñitos, con toda confianza, pueden ir atrás y ver dónde van sus niños. Also, moms, we have a crying room. If for some reason you need to uh, spend time with, with uh, your child because, you know, not feeling well or, you know, just wanting to play and stretch, by all means, you know, we have a, uh, a room behind the sound booth and uh, at any time, feel free to go there. También las mamás, si tienen niños pequeños y necesitan un lugar privado donde cuidarlos, ahí tenemos un cuartito para que puedan llevar a sus niños. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for bringing us together. Thank you for this family that you have given us. Thank you for this spiritual family. Thank you for the privilege to walk alongside brothers and sisters in Christ who love you, Lord. Gracias, Señor, porque somos una familia espiritual, porque tenemos hermanos y hermanas con las cuales caminamos juntos, siguiéndote, ayudándonos los unos a los otros. Lord, your goodness was, is, and will be running after me. That is the comfort that I have, Lord, that this beautiful process of salvation and sanctification started in your mind, started in your heart for each one of us. Gracias, Señor, porque tu amor nos ha perseguido a cada uno de nosotros desde antes, ahora en el presente y en el futuro. Lord, you have been faithful. You have been faithful, Lord, and that is why we sing of your goodness. Por eso, Señor, cantamos de tu amor, de tu cariño de este plan maravilloso que tienes para cada uno de nosotros. Thank you, Lord. And Holy Spirit, speak to us. We will listen to you. So thank you. In Jesus' name we pray and we all say, can we do a little better than that? And we all say, there you go. If not, we have plenty of coffee in the back, okay? <laughs> but again, you know, it is, it is my always a privilege and a joy to share with you. And uh, what I, what I want to share with you guys, it's part of this uh, series of messages called uh, Infections, 
uh, faith. Uh, Pastor Russ started with this new series about three weeks ago, and he shared the what is this infection's faith. And it, he also addressed what the Great Commission is, and he explained us very well what the Great Commission is. Last week, Greg also shared who is to share and to whom do we have to share. So I hope today we can learn on the how. How do we start sharing our faith? La semana pasada, Greg nos habló de a quién tenemos que compartir el mensaje de salvación y el Pastor Raz nos había hablado de qué es esto de la Gran Comisión. Hoy espero que podamos hablar de cómo empezar a compartir nuestra fe. You know, this, this thing about the, this commandment that Jesus gave us, it's not optional, you know. If we profess to follow Christ, the Great Commission is for all of us. It's for each one of us. La Gran Comisión es para cada uno de nosotros. And we're going to read in Matthew 28, 19 to 20. And this is a verse that we read before as well uh, in the previous weeks because it's so critical for each one of us to uh, understand. Um, Jesus himself says, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and, and, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Por tanto, vayan y hagan discípulos de todas las naciones, bautizándolos en el nombre del Padre, del Hijo y del Espíritu Santo, enseñándoles a obedecer todo lo que les he mandado a ustedes, y les aseguro que estaré con ustedes hasta el fin del mundo. Again, if we are disciples, if we are followers of Christ, these are our instructions for all of us. So, the, the thing that, that it, what it's interesting to me is that we live in a society that is so specialized. Uh, we are in the process of uh, remodeling our, our home. We had a mess. We, we had this uh, laminated flooring, and we had a water leak. So you can imagine, you know, the mess we, we got into it. So we had to remodel, you know, the flooring. What I realized is that the flooring guys don't do baseboards. You have to find somebody else to do that. Estamos en este proceso de remodelar la casa y me doy cuenta de que cada persona es especializada. Los que ponen el piso no ponen la, la base, el baseboard. So, we live in a society that is so specialized. You have to find a professional for this, a professional for that, a professional for that, for this. And uh, the thing is that we may fall into temptation believing that the Great Commission is for the professionals. Hey, that's why we have Pastor Russ. He's really good at uh, making disciples, right? We may say, no, you know, that's why we support the missionaries around the world, because they know how to do it. Wait a second, we have a great consistory. We have elders, we have deacons, we have Sunday school teachers. They know how to uh, make disciples, right? And that is the big temptation. You know, just to say, yeah, I come here on Sunday mornings, and I just receive and receive and receive and receive and receive, right? But Christian life, it's the reverse. It's the opposite. It is to go out and to give, go to the ends of the world. And remember, Greg explained what the end of the world is for us here in Tulare, you know? Uh, to whom we share is those who are around us, neighbors, family, co-workers. 
So let's not fall into temptation as to say, oh, I'm contributing financially to Sunrise. I am uh, attending Sunrise on Wednesday night and uh, Sunday morning, so I'm good. I'll let those guys do it because I don't know. I just don't do disciples thing, you know. Esa es la cosa. No caer en la tentación de que esta enseñanza de Jesús de ir al fin del mundo para ser discípulos es solo para los profesionales. Es para cada uno de nosotros. But you know, it's pretty overwhelming to think, man, I, I'm not good with words. I'm, I struggle, you know, communicating. So how am I going to share my faith with others? How in the world am I going to be able to bring somebody to Christ? And I'm hoping today we will be better equipped to understand this question, this command. Again, we study the what, the who, and today it's about the how. So let's look at the word and uh, see what we can learn from it. Vamos a estudiar hoy otra vez el cómo empezar a compartir nuestra fe. Uh, as many of you guys know, I'm, a, I'm an educator. We run a uh, music school here at Sunrise, Fusion School of Music. And as an educator, I know that my students require something very special, which is discipline, commitment, and willingness to practice. Have you heard the term muscle memory? If you, if you play sports, if you coach sports, if you play an instrument, you know that your teacher is going to be uh, addressing this muscle memory thing. What is a muscle memory thing? It's basically repeating, repeating, doing it again, over and over and over. Well, if we do that, playing sports, learning an instrument, learning a, a, another language, like in my case, uh, taking the steps to learn how to speak English, it took me a long time. And it was painful, I'm telling you. It is still painful, you know, to be in front of you guys, to be honest. Uh, but it is a process. It takes time. It takes years to, to feel comfortable doing something. Um, I remember my first uh, years when, I, when we moved from Costa Rica to California. My poor wife, she was in charge of paying the bills, making calls, because I just couldn't communicate in, in English. So it was a process of learning how to communicate, a long process. ¿Verdad? Qué difícil aprender otro idioma. Lleva un proceso. Y hay que ser muy intencional. Hay que ponerse las pilas. Y decir, voy a aprender y voy a aprender porque lo voy a aprender. Y practicar y practicar y practicar. So, the point is, if in life we practice to get better at a, at a sport, if we practice to get better at playing an instrument, if we practice to get better at learning another language, why... Don't we practice to share the, the gospel? Why don't we practice to share our faith? It doesn't make sense to me to think that it'll come by itself, naturally. At least in my case, it, it didn't happen that way. It could, because God is amazing, and he could make a miracle and give us the right words and everything. But 
if you are like me, I had to practice. I had to overcome that fear of sharing my faith. It took commitment, practice, repetition, and making mistakes. So that is the reality. Sharing our faith, it's no different than learning any other skill. We need to start somehow. We need to practice. We need to get into it. El compartir la fe es como aprender cualquier otra disciplina. Tenemos que practicar. Si no vamos a practicar, nunca vamos a aprender cómo hacerlo. So, there is a really cool story uh, from the Bible, and we're going to dive into it. And I believe we can learn a lot from this incredible couple uh, from the Bible. So, we are introduced first to this incredible couple in Acts 18, 1 through 4. Uh, Priscilla and Aquila, they were very close friends of the Apostle Paul. So let's read those uh, verses. It says, after this, Paul left Athens and went to Corinth. There he met a Jew named Aquila, a native of Pontus, who had recently come from Italy with his wife Priscilla. Because Claudius had ordered all Jews to leave Rome, Paul went to see them. And because he was a tent maker, he was a professional in some uh, field, as they were, he stayed and worked with them. There was a natural connection there. Every Sabbath, he reasoned in the synagogue, trying to persuade Jews and Greeks. Después de esto, Pablo se marchó a Atenas y se fue a Corinto. Allí se encontró con un judío llamado Aquila, natural de Ponto, con su esposa Priscila. Hacía poco habían llegado de Italia porque Claudio había mandado a todos los judíos fuera expulsados de Roma. Pablo fue a verlos y como hacían tiendas de campaña, al igual que ellos, se quedó para que traba, trabajaran juntos. Todos los sábados discutía en la sinagoga tratando de persuadir a judíos y griegos. Hey, can you imagine what a privilege? You know, you're fixing your car right there in your house and suddenly you hear a knock and it's the Apostle Paul. Hey, I also fix cars. Can I work? Can I work with you? I need to make some money. I need to support myself. Right? Or you are working at your bakery or at your dairy, and suddenly the Apostle Paul shows up. That's what happened to uh, Priscilla and Aquila. They, they were at work, and the Apostle Paul shows up and says, Hey, I need a place to stay. I need to uh, work. I need to make money. I need to support myself. So they started this relationship, this friendship, this uh, incredible journey. So number one, let's keep that in mind. We also learn about this couple later on in 1 Corinthians 16, 19. It says, the churches in the province of Asia send you greetings. Aquila and Priscilla greet you warmly in the Lord, and so does the church that meets at their house. So, otra vez, men vemos mencionada esta pareja de Aquila y Priscila en el Nuevo Testamento. Pablo sigue hablando de ellos. Estas personas se vuelven muy importantes en la vida de Pablo. Um, something incredible happened after that. Uh, Paul leaves Corinth and moves to Ephesus. And he says, hey, uh, Priscila and Aquila, why don't you guys go with me? So, they all moved. The Apostle Paul invited them to move to Ephesus to work, but also to start a new church there. So they, they go together. And while they were in Ephesus, something 
beautiful happens. And we're going to read Acts 18, 24 to 26. Meanwhile, a Jew named Apollos, a native of Alexandria, came to Ephesus. He was a learned man with knowledge of the scriptures. He had been instructed in the way of the Lord, and he spoke with great favor. He taught about Jesus accurately, taught, uh, thought he knew only the baptism, though he knew, I'm sorry, the only the baptism of John. He began to speak boldly in the synagogue when Priscilla and Aquila heard him. They invited him to their home and explained to him the way of God more accurately. En este pasaje vemos cómo Aquila y, y, y Priscila reciben a este señor que era un predicador, Apolos, pero que le faltaban algunas cositas. En, en cómo compartir el evangelio más específicamente y más claramente. Entonces lo invitan a su casa. So, what, what we read here is that Apollos knew the scriptures very well, but he only knew the baptism of John. This means Apollo knew Christ had come to fulfill John's prophecies, but he didn't know the significance of Christ's death and resurrection or the ministry of the Holy Spirit, or the mystery of the church containing both Jews and Gentiles. And this is very, very nice. I, I love all cultures. I love history. I imagine, considering the culture of hospitality in Asian societies, that the three had deep conversations, deep spiritual conversations over a meal, over coffee, over whatever they were eating back in the day. Furthermore, it is possible that during his stay with Priscilla and Aquila, Apollos may have been present at the house church meetings. It makes sense, right? Maybe Christian baptism was one of the topics of discussion and, and teaching. Podemos asumir, basados en la cultura de esos días, de que Apollo pasaba mucho tiempo con Priscila y Aquila, y seguro se sentaban a comer y hablaban de cosas profundas espiritualmente, porque así era la cultura en esos días. So, why, why am I saying all this? Remember what, we, what I said before, is that we need to practice. We need to engage in conversations. We need to engage it with our family, spiritual family, in practicing, sharing the story. That is the step number one. Somehow we need to start practicing, right? So, um, Greg and Pastor Russ, we were brainstorming in... Uh, as we were preparing this series of messages. And we realized that over the summer, we all get scattered because we don't have family night on Wednesdays, right? And a uh, big temptation is just to show up on Sunday, shake a few, few hands, and that's it. So we would like to invite you guys to change that over the summer. I would like to invite you guys to participate in the No Longer Strangers initiative. So what is this? This is a practical way to connect with others at Sunrise, sharing your spiritual journey, sharing your spiritual uh, steps with one another, practicing with fellow believers before engaging with non-believers. This is definitely a good place to start. What if over the summer we say, hmm, I don't know that family. Maybe I would like to get closer 
invite them over to dinner or go to Taco Bell or go to the park, get an in and out and go to the, uh, yeah, the park, the lake and share a meal together. Go and have coffee. Let's get to know each other. That is the no longer uh, strangers initiative. I, I see a lot of people, we have an, a lot of new families that I personally don't know and I would love to get to know you better. I would lo love to know your, your story. How did you end up at Sunrise Community Church? What is your, your uh, life outside Sunrise? Let's become, let's take this thing of uh, spiritual family to the next level over this summer. Vamos a tratar este verano de conocernos más, de caminar juntos. Hay muchas caras nuevas aquí en la iglesia que yo no conozco y me encantaría en este verano poder conocerlos y, co y practicar cómo compartir nuestra fe, ¿verdad? So you are invited to make new friends and share your story with somebody. And this is very important because we are all at different uh, spiritual maturity levels. That's something that we need to acknowledge. So it doesn't matter. You may be a mature Christian. You may be starting to walk with Christ. You may have doubts about this whole faith Christianity thing. And it is okay. I want you guys to participate. So it doesn't matter where you're at. Let's get together. Let's get to know each other over the summer. I would love that. And by the way, I don't have any dietary restrictions. If you guys are going to have me over, by all means, okay? From, uh, I will eat from vegetarian to a uh, really nice barbecue. So don't be shy, okay? <laughs> all right? So, but again, the fun is, guys, we are a spiritual family. Let's get to know each other. I don't know many of you guys, you know, so I'm looking forward to uh, spending time with you guys. So let's make sure we connect with one another. So how do we do this thing? Is there a sign up? Is there a, a paper that I need to fill out? No, we're going to keep it very simple. It's very organic. You see somebody that you don't know, maybe this Sunday or next Sunday, and they say, hmm, I'm curious. I want to know more about this person. So how many times are you meeting over the summer? I don't know. How, however you want to plan it, it should be very organic. It should be very natural. So, but let's get together over the summer. Let's be a family. Let's take, again, this spiritual connection to the next level. So that is, that is very important that, that we want to do this uh, summer. So look at the, the whole, the big picture just like God used Gamaliel and Barnabas to help the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul needed help. So God brought people into his life. Just like God used Paul to equip Priscilla and Achilles. And then God used this couple to help Apollos. God used use, use us to equip one another. So be open. You may say, no, I'm not ready. I'm, I'm not ready to do this thing. But it is about sharing what's in your heart. We will be helping one another to grow in how to share uh, the faith. And the first step, again, is to get together. ¿Cómo vamos a aprender? Reunámonos. Vamos a compartir nuestra fe los unos con los otros. Y de esta forma vamos a aprender un poco más. So... Check this out. After this interaction with Priscilla and, and, uh, and Achilles, Apollos did something remarkable. And let's read what the Bible says, 1 Corinthians 
359. After all, and this is the Apostle Paul speaking, after all, what is Apollos and what is Paul? Only servants through whom you came to believe, as the Lord has assigned to each his tasks. I, Paul, planted the seed. Apollo watered it, but God has been making it grow. So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only who? Only God is the one who makes things grow. Este versículo es muy importante porque ¿qué pasó con Apolo? Después de esto dice Pablo, ¿qué es Apolo? ¿Qué es Pablo? Nada más que servidores por medio de los cuales ustedes llegaron a creer. Según lo que el Señor les asignó a cada uno. Yo sembré, Apolo regó, pero Dios ha dado el crecimiento. Así que no cuenta ni el que siembra ni el que riega, sino que solo Dios es el que hace crecer. Remember this, our goal is simple. Our goal is not to save people, but to fulfill our part in God's plan. God makes the seeds grow. ¿Cuál es nuestro plan? ¿Vamos a poder salvar a la gente? No, pero tenemos que entender que es parte del plan del Señor para nuestras vidas, de que obedezcamos, de que cumplamos este este compromiso con el Señor. And also, I love this. We are, we are members of God's household. Isn't that amazing? We have responsibilities. Don't our kids have uh, chores to do at home? When my kids were home, they had chores, you know. If they wanted a little extra money to buy ice cream, what? They had to work at home. So we are part of, of uh, God's family. So we all have tasks to do. Igual que en una familia, ¿verdad? Que los niños tienen responsabilidades. Así somos nosotros en la familia del Señor. Tenemos responsabilidades. Ese es el, el privilegio también de eh, ser parte de la familia del Señor. It was about 1945 when my dad left his village to go to the city to San Jose, Costa Rica. He was, he was about 10 years old when he left his village. My dad grew up poor, farming in a, countryside, in a countryside village in Costa Rica. His mom left him when he was about four years old. And his dad, my, my grandfather, passed away when my dad was five years old. So he, uh, he stayed with relatives for a season in that village. And when he was about 10 years old, he ventured and, uh, and moved to the big city by himself at 10. It was basically living in survival mode all his life. The scars of life le left him with an empty and thirsty soul. He tried to fill that emptiness with all kinds of things. Just imagine being a little kid in the city, surviving, who knows what happened to you. And uh, yeah, he tried to fill his heart with whatever the world could offer him. He even went to the extreme of uh, getting into witchcraft. Eh, les cuento la historia de mi papá. Él creció básicamente solo. Él tenía como 10 años cuando se fue a, a la ciudad, a la capital, solito. Su papá murió a los 5 y su mamá lo abandonó a los 4 años. Imagínense todas las cicatrices de la vida que él llevaba 
y hasta se metió en brujerías y cosas de esas por ese vacío que él tenía. En 1965, after I was born, he was still a mess, he was still fighting. And at some point he knew he had reached the end of the road. One night he had a dream, a very clear and unforgettable dream. I, I, I can still picture my dad's face every time he tells this story because it was a miracle. He saw a staircase leading to a place with lots of light and there was this music playing but he couldn't, it was a music that he couldn't forget. Weeks after the dream, while he was walking in the town where we grew up called Guadalupe, he heard the music from the dream. And remember, my dad was a person who didn't have any spiritual connections, but he recognized the music from his uh, dream, and he started looking for where the sound was coming from, and uh, he was able to locate the music coming from a uh, small church. He saw the stairs, he saw the light, and he walked into the church. He sat down in the, in the last pew, and that night, he encountered Christ. That night, miraculously, his life took a, uh, a turn for, for, for the best. Fue increíble ver cómo el Señor lo llevó hasta esa iglesia. Él encontró la música, encontró la luz, subió, se sentó en la última fila de esa iglesia y ahí escuchó por primera vez del Señor Jesús y ahí empezó el proceso de transformación en su vida. That was the, uh, the, the beginning of an amazing spiritual journey for him, for my mom, my siblings, and myself. Some families in this church, hey, that's my dad right there on the, on the right side. And that little guy, yes, it's me. And those guys, they became our spiritual family. You know, some families in the church became our Priscilla and Aquila. They were family, and they really helped us practical, in practical ways and spiritual ways. Esta iglesia, nos, el Señor la usó ahí, apareció Priscilla y Aquila para ayudarnos a crecer espiritualmente. People invested uh, their lives in our family. It was a transformational experience. So, guys, are we ready to take that challenge? Can we think, dream on becoming Aquila or Priscilla to somebody else? Are we ready to take this next step and say, yes, I'm going to start. I'm going to start practicing. Maybe right now you need an Aquila and Priscilla in your life. Maybe you need somebody walking alongside uh, you, you know. Tal vez en este momento digas, bueno, yo no estoy listo para ser Priscila o Aquila, pero voy a conectarme con alguien, voy a hablar con alguien. Tal vez estás listo para ser esa persona que apoya a alguien más. Tal vez estás listo para dar lo que el Señor te ha dado. So, do you need an Aquila and Priscilla in your life? Are you ready to be Aquila or Priscilla in somebody else's life? Let's start this summer. 
That is the only way we're going to be able to do it, by connecting to people. We don't know where we're at until we start meeting with people. So let's not be strangers. Let's share the good news of redemption through Jesus Christ with one another. Que este verano podamos compartir las buenas noticias del Señor entre nosotros y así descubrir esos tesoros que el Señor tiene para cada uno de nosotros. So, let's not forget we are sharing good news. When you get something very special, when you are a little kid and you get this beautiful gift for Christmas or a birthday party, what do you do? You show it to everybody, right? Cuando somos niños y nos dan un regalo muy especial, ¿qué hacemos? ¿Lo escondemos? No, se lo enseñamos a todo el mundo. It is, this is what we are sharing. We are sharing good news. Good news of salvation and repentance. I'd like to read these two verses to finish today. And uh, this is a verse that we know pretty well. So let's read it together. I'm adding a second verse because I think it captures uh, the essence of uh, what we are sharing. So let's read together. Let's all stand. Vamos a leerlo en inglés primero y después lo leemos en español. Let's read together. For God so loved the world that he gave his own only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but to save the world through him. Porque tanto amó Dios al mundo que dio a su Hijo unigénito para que todo el que cree en Él no se pierda sino que tenga vida eterna. Dios nos envió a su Hijo al mundo para coordenar al mundo. Dios no envió, perdón, leamos el 17. Dios no envió a su Hijo al mundo para condenar al mundo sino para salvarlo por medio de Él. And that is the good news we are sharing, Sunrise. Friends, this is the invitation. That's the gift we have. Let's not hide it, but let's practice this summer so that we can share with non-believers. Let's pray. Vamos a orar. Lord, thank you so much for bringing us together. Thank you because we are no longer strangers, but we are part of your family, Lord. Thank you that your word teaches us, encourages us, and guides us to wherever you have set up a destination for each one of us. Lord, help us to understand, help us to uh, go beyond, help us to take our relationship with you to the next level, help us to share our faith, help us to connect with one another, help us to discover those little treasures that we have at sunrise, those stories of transformation through your power. Lord, there are many stories right here that you will use to transform to Larry and beyond. Señor, gracias porque nos has traído esta mañana juntos porque tenemos la oportunidad de ayudar, de crecer juntos, Señor. Así que pedimos que en este verano nos des esa, eh, que nos quites el miedo de conocer a otras personas. Ayúdanos a crecer este verano juntos, Señor, que podamos descubrir esas historias preciosas, esas eh, aventuras espirituales que tienes para cada uno de nosotros. Lord, help us to be Priscilla and Aquila to somebody else. Help us to receive a Priscilla and Aquila into our lives to help us grow. Ayúdanos, Señor. We give you everything. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray and we all say...
Let's worship him.